Today's guest host is Lydia Sigworth, a library assistant from Wisconsin. Now, I'm not going to say anything else because when she pitched this subject to me, I knew it was going to be a great episode, but I did not know it was going to be this damn good. So I hope that you're sitting down and maybe that you're not eating anything. Without saying any more than that, handing the mic over to you, Lydia. Hi folks, it's your guest host Lydia. I'm a children's librarian in Wisconsin. As you may have surmised from my chosen profession, I love researching. I've been an avid reader my whole life, and when I was a kid, I was obsessed with historical fiction and learning trivia facts. I think I thought knowing amusing historical trivia facts would be like a charming party trick as an adult. That didn't really work out for me, in case you were wondering. Which is why at 27, my idea of a crazy Friday night is watching historical costume dramas with my hedgehog. Today, I'm going to share with you one of my favorite pieces of historical trivia that I like to share at parties and an attempt to make friends and influence people. Let's say I'm at a cookout or something and I'm chatting with someone who's eating watermelon. I helpfully pipe up and say, did you know an ancient queen died from eating too much watermelon? Surprisingly, this helpful fact is usually followed by an awkward silence. When Abby asked for pitches for this podcast, I decided to go fact check this to see how much of it was real. Is the royal watermelon death myth or fact? Was this story just a figment of my active childhood imagination? I did my research, and here's the deal. Not only did one ancient queen die from eating too much watermelon, two ancient queens died from eating too much watermelon. First, we have Maria, who was princess of Portugal. When she was 17, she married Philip of Spain, and in 1545, she gave birth to a crown prince. Her husband decided that the perfect way to celebrate this new life and the birth of his son was to burn a bunch of heretics. Stellar guy. Apparently, watching people being roasted to death was the epitome of entertainment back then, so all of Maria's servants left to go watch the heretics burning. She was left alone with a bunch of food, and she ate so much watermelon that she ended up dying from the poisonous seeds. Or at least, that's what the rumor was. She actually died of a blood hemorrhage after giving birth. But she did die all alone, surrounded by watermelon rinds. Besides Maria of Portugal, there's Lady Dai, who lived in the Western Han Dynasty of ancient China, not Lady Dai of Wales. Lady Dai of China was Lady Dai because her husband was the ruler of the Chinese province of Dai. Lady Dai was this super badass lady who outlived her husband and her son, and by all accounts, just spent her life doing exactly what she wanted. She lived a very extravagant lifestyle with her own personal band of musicians to just follow her around playing. She dabbled in cosmetics, which were super expensive and rare back then, and most of all, she loved eating food. So, how do we know all this stuff about her? Well, in 1971, at an archaeological dig in China, Lady Dai's body was found. She was buried with a crap load of treasures, like precious artifacts and statues. Also, despite her being dead for over 2,000 years, not only did her body still have her real hair, the contents of her stomach were still intact, and they revealed her last meal. And what were those contents? One 138 
watermelon seeds. Apparently, she'd eaten a bunch of watermelon right before her death, and that's how these rumors of death by watermelon got started. However, anthropologists who performed an autopsy on the mummy say that she was actually in poor health and suffered from a fused spinal disc, and she probably died from a heart attack. So I guess that's good news for those of us who love watermelon, to know that we're not likely to die from eating too much of it. Lady Di's mummified body is actually the best preserved body ever discovered. Apparently, upon discovery, her skin was still soft and moist to the touch. Her joints were still flexible, and she still had blood in her veins. I don't know about you, but the thought of 2,000-year-old moist skin gives me the heebie-jeebies. Ooh, the cool part is, this remarkable preservation apparently came from several different parts of the burial process. First, her body was buried in four separate coffins, like Russian doll style or something. So while the outer coffins had deteriorated over time, her body was still preserved in the inner coffin. She was also wrapped in 20 layers of silk, and her body was found floating in 21 gallons of magical unknown liquid. This just blows my mind. Like, what did ancient China know that we don't? Also, why is there not a dramatic eight-part miniseries about her on the sci-fi channel? Personally, what I want to know is how viable these watermelon seeds were and if anyone tried growing ancient death watermelons from them. So while I was deep down the Google hole of Lady Di's death, I stumbled across more bizarre royal deaths that had to do with eating or being eaten. So, for instance, we've got Henry I, who in 1135 also supposedly died from overeating, although for him it was pie. I guess his absolute favorite food ever was lamprey pie, which is sort of like eel pie. He binge ate a bunch of it and then died from food poisoning. Henry I's story also has like this body preservation element to it, as he was sewn into the carcass of a dead cow, like the revenant or something. And that's how his servants prevented his body from rotting while he was being transported home. Then there's Garger Doshe, a Hungarian, and I apologize to Hungarians for probably mispronouncing that, but he was in the 16th century and he led this revolt and then he was captured by the Hungarian authorities and they stabbed him to death with hot irons, then grilled him, and then forced his soldiers to eat his burnt flesh. So last, We've got Galerius, a Roman emperor in 300 who died from some kind of bowel cancer, and the bowel cancer produced flesh-eating maggots on his genitalia, which honestly sounds like the worst possible way to die. He died from the bowel cancer, but the genitalia-eating maggots probably didn't help either. So if anyone is going to win the worst death by eating award, I think it's going to be him. So that's all, folks. Thanks to Abby for letting me guest host and for giving me the opportunity to learn even more gross death stories to share at parties. I'm gonna make so many friends.